Hello, listeners. I'm Anthony Rapp, and you are listening to the Radio 8 Ball Show with Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, dancing Questions to songs we will randomly select here with the help of our friends in Grenicity. It's the Radio Able Show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here at Starburns Industries in Burbank, California, with our musical guest, Alex Lilly. Hello. And for this episode, we are exploring the universe of Star Trek Discovery. On our last segment, we had Anthony Rapp. Commander, Lieutenant Commander Paul Stamets. He corrected us because we just called him Lieutenant. And now we are joined on the line by an actor who plays the character of Ensign. Maybe she's been uh, promoted. I'm not sure since the last time I looked this up. <laughs> Ensign Sylvie Tull- Sylvia Tully. Tilly. Tilly. How did Hi. I Tully you? <laughs> Mary Wiseman, welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Why did I... Thank I know it. I, there's a whole synchronicity about Tilly, but that. But welcome to Radio Eight Ball. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And your character in the show is. I was, you know, it's funny when I was when I when we first booked you on the show, I was like, oh, her, her character is just she's adorable, she's funny, I love her. And then as I was going back and looking, I was like, she does a lot of the have you have have so many jobs on that show. Like you're in the science department, but sometimes you're on the deck and they send you off on adventures. You kind of have to play a therapist for all these people. That's true. I do handle a lot of these people's problems. For also... an ensign, they yeah. you have a lot of responsibility on that ship. I don't know if they really <laughs> know what they have in you. I know. I should ask for a raise. Yeah. Yeah. Talk with this yeah. new captain about that. I will. I'll get right on that. So, uh, so... Now, we're heading into the second season of Star Trek, and everyone's excited about that. But, when I, again, when I was researching the, researching the show, I saw that you were on Room 104, which I loved the first season of. And I hadn't had a chance to see the second season, and I saw that you were in it, and I went and watched your episode last night. And I'm still kind of... Um, I was kind of blown away. I, yeah, I'm still blown away by it, and uh, there's a lot of thoughts, and there's all these conversations I'd love to have about it. And I asked yeah. Alex Lilly, who's our musical guest, to watch it so that she could yeah. be up to speed on it. And I re- that's what I really wanted to talk with you a little bit about because it's such an it's such a really tremendous performance. Um, I don't, and maybe you can tell the listeners about the about it if they haven't already seen it. Yeah, sure. So. Um... Uh, in Room 104, each episode is standalone, and it's done with different actors, every single one. So they're sort of short 30-minute stories. And in mine, 
I play um, a, a woman in her like late 20s um, speaking to her younger self and asking her younger self to guide her through a night from college. Um, and uh, at first it just seems like sort of your typical frat party and by the end you realize that this is the night uh, that uh, the character experienced a sexual assault. Um, and they uh, unpack that and have disagreements about what to name it. Um, that's pretty much it. Is that a good description? Yeah, that's. A, I mean, other than what I would say is that watching it in the context of knowing you from your Star Trek character, it almost mm. felt like, aside from, like, this is just nerding out on it. There's a whole other aspect of it that uh, that affected me. But just it was sort of like I was imagining your character from season six talking to your character from season one. Like, oh, the, the yeah. younger character felt very much like the character you played in, in season one of Discovery. Yeah. And I, the second one looked like someone who'd been through some wars. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Uh, and really so, great to have the opportunity to get, have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, since I asked you to, uh, to, to watch it, Alex, I'm kind of curious what, how the, how that, uh, how it struck me, how it struck you. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's so interesting that, you know, I feel like back in the day, when I say back in the day, it's like the 90s, there was a lot of intense movies about really serious, really, really violent kind of obvious um, instances of, of, you know, sexual assault um, or rape. And I think what's so fascinating about it is how normal it seems and how that's what's so eerie about it is how relatable and how baked into our culture something like that could happen just to even a fairly normal, even a, I don't want to say a normal dude, but an average scum yeah. dude. And that's what's so right, powerful not, not about it. Right, not somebody in a mask hiding in the bushes. Yeah, it's not a total normal. normal. And, yeah. yeah, and I think that that's what's so powerful about it is that um, is finding that, that sinisterness in a normal person and realizing that that's just kind of a product of our, of our environment and our culture and our, you know, yeah. history of blah, blah, blah. Patriarchy, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, again, in the, the moment, I mean, we're in a moment where we're exploring this. And I thought that one of the things that was so, like, I couldn't help it. I watched it as a guy, right? I mean, I, yeah. I, and I, the thing that I thought was, I mean, it, forgive me if this is a spoiler, um, but that it ends without him knowing that he actually did, that he had the impact that he had. And as a man watching it who thinks that he had never had that impact on someone, it's impossible if you really take it on not to have some of a little bit of like, well, that guy thought he was that everything was cool. Was there some time there must, you know, that's the thing is like it's hard not to look at it and think there must have been some time. It wasn't that scenario, but where some time where someone didn't where something didn't feel right for someone. And it's yeah. and you ha- and it does the, the great thing of drama is that it makes you question that it does it and it does it in such a. I feel like it does it in a way that is that really opens up the conversation and made me think about that made me want to talk to more other men about that and made me want to show the show that to other men. I thought it did it. Yeah, it just did a, and the argument that the two that you have with yourself mm-hmm. is such a the fact that your younger self is defending this to your older self 
and your older self is really saying, and I think that's most one of the most beautiful things in it, is that it's still, it's okay for you to be hurt. It's okay for this to be about its impact on you and yeah. not whether or not he did what he did or should be punished or that something happened to you and it's okay for you to feel that impact. And I thought when that happened, when I heard that, it opened it up. And it opened, and that's when I felt when I felt like I was watching it as a human and not as a guy in a way, like because yeah. I have that ex- I have those experiences where I'm I justify things that other people have done to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think that that person's a bad person. I'd rather think they're a good person. Yeah. Then yeah, think and that, I think uh, yeah. yeah, I've had a lot of friends say the same thing that this, you know, the era that we're in um, has made a lot of men reassess uh, things that they thought were really commonplace experiences that may have not been that for their partner and and i i think that's really powerful but also yeah that that that, that conversation at the end is about okay but it's not about what you do about this or what you say to this man it's about how how you feel with it how you feel about it and how you're gonna like live with it and reorienting the conversation um uh, about sexual assault uh um uh to the to the point of view of the victims you know and so that's that's the point of view that we need to be coming from and that's like the only real way to get to any place of healing you know yeah yeah and i I, and i think it's so did you ask alex you look like you were going to say something oh i just thinking we're i think we need to stop being so disconnected from each other in so many ways Mm -hmm. i think if we connect more to ourselves to the environment to uh, just in general i think that would help uh, solve you know miscommunications and and scenarios like this from happening i just think we're living in a disconnected time which is why the we'll bring it back to star trek why the metaphor of the mycelial web is such a powerful and beautiful thing to build a a sci-fi show around we were talking about Mm. this with anthony and about paul stamets the, the the real paul stamets the mycologist and just that what a powerful metaphor that is for connection and yeah and Again, I, I, I really I hope that people who watch Star Trek will also check out Room 104. Uh, it's a wonderful show. I love them both. They're both very... It's a this golden age of television. Sorry, I lost you a little bit there. Sorry. Oh, I, I could tell. I, I could tell. We <laughs> Our tricorders were out for a second there. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, do, do you exactly. still... Do, we're passing through, so yeah, yeah. Yes. So, well, let's get into your question for the Pop Oracle, Mary. Okay, cool. Lay some of that Mine wisdom is... that's embedded into your name on us. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a lot of uh, pressure. Um, but so this is totally unrelated to Star Trek and to before. But the only question I could really think of is I'm in a month. You're what? Um, Say that again. I, we, we lost you. I'm, You're... <laughs> oh, I'm getting married in a month. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and so we wrapped Star Trek and I've been kind of very deep into wedding planning, um, for this past month. And I've been with, uh, my partner for five years and we're going to do this thing. And my like question to put out into the universe is, um, am I going to feel any different afterwards? Oh, oh wonderful question for Mary Wiseman. Or how am I, how am I going to feel different? How you know? is she going to feel different after the wedding? Okay. Okay. Well right. now... To engage the pop oracle, <laughs> on your behalf, I'm going to spin the wheel of eight. Na 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 wheel of 
Hey, wait, it flew it flying <laughs> off, but uh, it's Does good. that mean I have to sing a song? No, no. It's song number four. Song number four. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Pornographic Mind. <laughs> wow. Actually, though, it relates to the earlier yeah. conversation quite a bit. Wow. Okay. It's awesome. Oh, I need my guitar. assume that we're just two adults working in the same room when curiosity gets the best of me we start talking to personally
that was Pornographic Mind from Alex Lilly, the answer to Mary Wiseman's question, how will she feel different after the marriage? Things are going to heat up, maybe. <laughs> I know. I, I think it bodes well for yeah. my relationship. Yeah, well, let's let's start with the with the context that the song came from. Can you tell us about a little—I mean, I read that song this morning, and I was like, oh— I, it's funny because I read that song and I felt a similar way that I felt watching that episode of Room 104 of like, I don't think I'm that guy, but maybe I was. I might have, like, I could see, like, that's it. As a guy listening to that, you think about, you, you have to take it on. Like, you basically, you have to either defend yourself from it, like, I wasn't that guy, or am I? Have I ever been that guy? Because if you just are like, well, fuck that guy, it's sort of like, yeah, you're letting yourself off the hook. But, Tell us a little bit about the background of that song. Would you have that story? Did that happen to you, Alex? Um, yeah, um, pretty much. But the funny thing is that when I wrote it, uh, this was before, um, you know, the the Me Too movement as as we know it today was underway. Um, and I, it's it, it didn't. It, it I actually was in a position where I kind of felt more sorry for the the man who seemed to have no control over. I should say seemed, because, of course, I think that's kind of a trope. Some yeah. guys will play, oh, I just can't help it, baby. Um, but I... Uh, so he was, was he I actually... I almost felt kind of sorry for him, in a way. I... What was the... Cro- Can you tell what the crossing the line was? Like, what was it that it that his, it came out of his pornographic mind through his pornographic mouth? It was... It just always kind of led back. You know what I mean? No it matter always... what we were working on, no matter what we were doing. And... and even in the song, I say, my curiosity gets the best of me. So that was me in a way kind of being like the younger girl from the from room 104 and saying, hey, you know, I, I'm the one that brought this stuff up. I'm the one that asked, you know, some question about Japanese porn or something, got the ball rolling. And then I was like, oh, Jesus, I can't even have an intellectual conversation about, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's about the ambiguity. I mean, I mean, that's, you know, really yeah, it's like I get it. You got a pornographic mind. It's it's not quite as um, heavy, not nearly as heavy as as that episode. Um, this person didn't cross any really physical boundaries, but it's just like it was kind of a drag. No, it's but, kind of a drag. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so so uh, so, but now let's bring it back to your to your question because that's the context. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm. I don't want to. Have you ever with a uh, with a partner used? Pornography is part of your thing. Okay. Okay. You don't have I'm to answer. Adult, I'm an adult woman. That's <laughs> how I answer that question. I mean, I just feel like I've been. I was married for 11 years, and there you have your ups and downs, and you have your things, and your you know your yeah. desires, and your you know the whole thing. But I think that there's something about the idea. Broadening the idea of the just pornography, but there's a way that there are things that we do when we live on our own by ourselves that are just us, and nobody else is a part of it. And then when Not you being very subtle. when you find yourself, it doesn't it doesn't have to just be you know masturbatory oh. in the physical sense. It could just be like I you know I I don't want you to come in the bathroom when I'm pooping or whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But you're living with somebody who's now going. You're going to navigate. The, a new set of boundaries of like what is private and what is is shared and everyone still yeah. is going to have the areas where like no this is just me and this is you know you don't have to ask to you have to knock before you enter and then there are other mm-hmm. places where you're just like oh no 
we're going to, you know, I don't, I'm just thinking of the things from my, like, I don't know. Maybe I was just prudish, but like being in a, getting to the point of a relationship where you're farting together is like, like okay. Yeah. True intimacy. There's a boundary that we are now past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm bringing up all the, I guess, I, I guess, but I guess that's the stuff we hide. Like you don't hide the fact that you collect rare coins or that you get your, you know, that you brush your teeth. You hide the things that you don't tell anyone else. But then when you're married, you, those, all, you've, all those things become known. So something about, yeah. like, that's what it made me think about, like so, a new level of intimacy. Yeah. Well, we'll get, she'll get there eventually. But I think right now it sort of is a harbinger for some wild times ahead. Oh, that's what you think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I don't want to, I don't want to. What is simple? Let's keep it Don't invite me to the wedding. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just bringing it down. <laughs> No, I really do think it bodes well. Yeah. I, I'm pretty psyched. Um, it's also so interesting that, like, there is another question I could have asked um, vis-a-vis Room 104 and, that, like, would have t- taken on a whole other meaning. It's, like, so appropriate that that, that was a song that got chosen out of the ether. Are you going to give us the question? Are you going to tell us what the question was? <laughs> I don't know. The question is, like... Hmm. The question is like, how do we negotiate romantic relationships in a new era um, with new questions and new answers? What do you think about that? Well, that song would have been just as good an answer for that one. You know? Yeah. Again, it's like yeah. something about like being aware of your impact. You know, being yeah. that's I yeah. think that's the I think that's the lesson of that episode. And mm-hmm. for again, no, it's the lesson for guys in that episode. I don't think that's the lesson of that episode for women who are watching it. I think it's a different it's communicating something different. Maybe I'm wrong. I think that women are also like renegotiating or recontextualizing their own experiences as well right now. And I feel like that that like story does that for me in the same way it does it for you or for another man, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely yeah. recontextualizing. Um, And it is, it's still about, it is about impact. That is that last speech, which again is, I I want more people to see that, like that, that just to have someone saying, it's okay for this to be about you. It's okay for it to be about its impact on you. It's like, that's just a great therapist. That's what a a good therapist does. Say in this room, in this moment, this can be just about you. And that frees up this place. It's amazing. Well... Uh, you know, CBS is going to be happy that we avoided all Star Trek t- I know. season two spoilers. <laughs> I know CBS is, really loves this commercial for HBO. <laughs> you know, but it is. I think it is because I think that it gives, I think it really, knowing, I think there's a lot of, you, you're in a cast with a lot of heavy hitters who have a lot of cinematic history. And it really oh, yeah. helped me to get to to get excited about the next season to go and watch you really do your thing as an actor and now to bring that context to watching season two of Discovery is just going to make me want to know more about the about the about you as an actor, as you as a person, but also just about how you're going to develop that character. So, don't worry, CBS. Yeah. We did. You, you're, we're going to get people. People. <laughs> people should watch that. They're going to want to watch Star Trek uh, Discovery yeah. season no, two. No, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. It was nice to get to talk about it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck in all things, and keep riding that mycelial web. I'll send you some dirty lingerie. Please do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In spirit of of our podcast.
Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs>